Hey guys, before we dive in today, does anyone have any trouble managing their weight right now or just need a push to get back on track? Maybe you're struggling with belly fat or just feeling overweight and don't know where to start. I have been using an incredible product that I am getting amazing results with myself, my husband, my clients. And what it does is you take a tablespoon a day. There's brownie batter flavor, vanilla, five other flavors that are delicious. And this product does many things. It inhibits fat storage, improves muscle tone, has collagen to restore your youthful skin while eliminating the belly fat. It has clinical strength, CLA, which is really all about inhibiting cellular fat storage, supporting fat oxidation, reducing fat cell size. I can't say enough about this product. If you're looking for a jumpstart and just need a little help, supplementation can be your answer. As long as you're keeping up with a healthy diet, moving around and exercising in some sort of way, please reach out. I'd love to share this product that I'm having amazing and incredible results with. Enjoy the show. My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode of Addicted to the Climb. I want to share a little secret with you guys. Did you guys know before I started my podcast, I really never reached out to people in social media. Like I was one of those people that was very, you. I guess you could call me an introvert, even though people do not put that word with my name at all. But I was basically a solopreneur, doing my own thing, staying in my bubble, knowing that I could DM people, but I just never really reached out to form relationships. So needless to say, I felt very lonely all the time. All of you entrepreneurs that don't reach out to collab with different people or get to know other people, to grow in your business and even your health, it is a very lonely walk. And when I decided to actually launch my podcast, I wanted to interview people. So I was like, okay, I guess I have to start reaching out, (laughs) which I was excited because I really was sick of sitting on my own island. Again, it was so lonely and I loved what I love what I do. I have tons of clients. I love working with women, but I needed more. And I wanted to collaborate with others so I could grow in my business. So starting the podcast was the next best thing for me because here we are today with a special guest that I reached out to and I actually jumped into a mastermind, which I've been doing lately. (laughs) Another thing to help me in my success, in my growth, in helping me stay on the climb. Because when you're in the, the same place year after year, or month after month, sometimes it gets a little boring. We need to constantly grow, you guys. So telling you my little secret is just a little bit of advice for all you business ladies and gentlemen that are listening right now. Get out of your comfort zone. Go and meet new people. 
maybe they gonna they they can add to your business what you're lacking, or you'll learn something. I mean, how fun is that to just learn something new each day? You don't have to start a podcast, but DM people, see what they're up to. Maybe somebody in your industry. So that's exactly what I did. And today, I love meeting new people because I met my guest today through a mastermind we're both in. I truly, truly love this part of my business because meeting new people just, I learned so much from them. We're always learning. We're a work in progress. And I want to introduce you today to Amanda Koziel. She is a multi-six-figure entrepreneur, a leadership mentor and visionary that has over a decade of experience in the field of sales and leadership development. Her passion is equipping women in all current leadership positions or those that aspire to be with the right tools, mindset, and support in rising to their full potential and making an impact now, even later, or even later. She has a knack for understanding the psychology of the mind when it comes to what holds us back in the learned strategies and systems to move forward with momentum it takes to lead in a powerful way. Amanda is the founder of the VIP Woman and creator behind her signature four-month container called Elevate. I'm super excited to dive into this conversation with you, Amanda. So welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, Kelly, thank you so much. And by the way, just kudos to you because I absolutely love your intro and I love those insights. And I just as you were speaking, I was like, I can relate to literally everything you were saying so much about, you know, feeling that sense of isolation sometimes in entrepreneurship. And it's also one of those blessings about being in this industry, but you really have to like have an active part in it, you know, to your point and actually be that person that is like, you know, and I, I already can tell you're a connector. So you're doing an amazing job. And it really is one of like the blessings of being an entrepreneur is connecting uh, with others. Thanks. And I'm so glad you resonate because, you know, during your journey of being your own boss and being, you know, at home running your business, I just found I was tired, bored, and not feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And then the more you're on social media, you're seeing this one connect with this one and they're doing all this. I said, okay, if I want to change that about myself, well, then I have to change something. So I'm glad that you resonate. I'm glad we met. And Absolutely. right. Yeah, it's a powerful group we're a part of too. And I think that we see that happening a lot, you know what I mean? With a lot of women connecting and it really is. It's amazing to see how those connections, it just amplifies everybody's efforts and it's way more fun. Let's just be honest. It's way more fun. Right. Exactly. Than alone, you know, in our pajamas <laughs> and not having fun experiences like this to get dressed up for and show up for. So I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. That is another benefit of doing a podcast because I get to dress up. I'm on Zoom. I meet meet new people. So, all right, let's, I want to start the conversation with a few fun questions. Okay. So these are just right off the top of your head. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Love my coffee too. I try to drink tea because they, you know, green tea is so healthy, but I, I always go to my I coffee. I tried to get on those kicks. I, yeah, to be <laughs> honest, I, I always, I always go back to my, my tried and true. So. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what about your favorite food or meal? Uh, it's a, it has to be a tie between Italian. If I'm, if I'm choosing like the type of cuisine, Italian, but like dish, I do love my sushi. So I feel like it's a, it's a tie. <laughs> Two amazing food choices. What about, um, are you an introvert or an extrovert? 
Definitely an introvert. So I also related to that with what you shared, because I know, you know, in my background in sales, a lot of times people don't associate salespeople with being introverts, but I absolutely am more of an introvert. Isn't that so funny? I know people would never, ever put that word with Kelly Tyen. I, you know, for me, people that it's no way because I'm always doing lives and I'm always doing this, but when it comes down to it, I'm a homebody. Mm-hmm. I like just being with my family a lot of the times, my kids, and <laughs> I guess so where you get your energy from too. Yes. I've realized mm-hmm. it's not so much like the what you see, but it's like where do you actually feel energized? And for me, it's definitely when I'm alone, I'm able to recharge. Like when I'm in large groups, I it's not that I don't enjoy it, but it drains me. I like I feel exhausted. I <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have all my routines when I'm alone. I'm I'm never you know in that perspective. I'm never bored in that area because I'm always listening to a podcast, gaining knowledge somewhere. So, all right. Last one. Do you have a morning routine? And if so, what does it look like? Yeah, for me. So my favorite thing to do. So I, I live alone. I don't have children yet. So, but I do have a fur baby. So she's definitely my child. (laughs) And so one of my favorite things to do for, you know, for me, I, I feel like waking up in the morning in whatever way, you know, you can just get yourself to like a grounded, peaceful place. And for me, that honestly is just going and grabbing my coffee, having my journal and just cuddling with ginger in the morning. And to me, that is just like the perfect start to the day. I don't like kicking off with kind of a crazy routine um, right away. For me, I kind of like a little bit more of a relaxed, you know, few minutes in the morning before I start getting into, you know, the rest of my day. For me, it's more about like the grounding, feeling centered and for me, it's my coffee and my cat. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's me. I read my Bible. I'm very faith based. So I'm, you know, get into prayer, get my day set up. I need my alone time and then I can start pouring out. So I love it. I love it. All right. So Amanda, let's dive into your story. I'd love to hear how you grew up. If you were always into sales and that kind of girl growing up, um, or did you always have a passion for business? Tell it, take us a little bit into your background. Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking. And I always love kind of sharing this, this insight because sometimes you forget, you know, how all these little, you know, moments of your life really do add up to where you are today. And I feel like every time I look back, it, it starts to, to really make sense. Like why, why I do what I do? Um, but yeah, so grew up, I'm from Chicago. So I am a Southside girl, like diehard Sox fan really did not have a choice in the matter. Um, So grew up in just like a typical like blue collar, you know, area neighborhood. And um, the reason that that was so impactful, though, I mean, I I think from an early age, I always was instilled with this work ethic and that, you know, um, that you can really get whatever you want in life, as long as you're willing to show up and, you know, and put some put some work into it. And so I think one of the first examples to share just that relates to what I do today is when I was really young, my dad was actually in sales. So he ran his own business and he had the coolest job because he actually sold rock and roll merchandise to different stores across Chicagoland. So he was the guy that would like walk in and had all the posters and the magnets and the keychains and the t-shirts for like, you know, Grateful Dead, Rolling Stones. And then it turned into like some of the pop artists too, like Britney Spears and NSYNC and all that. But um, so at a really young age, like I saw him, you know, being super successful in sales, going in, meeting with vendors, and I just loved it. Like I loved seeing what he did and loved how he just seemed, he always like was so charismatic and like people loved my dad. And so from a very early age, I was shown that sales is fun, you know, at least, at least that's the way I viewed it. 
And then I think like my first dose of kind of like earning money and learning about entrepreneurship was he used to then take the overstock from his business and take it to the flea markets. And so little Amanda, I would go with him and I would actually help him sell at the flea markets. And so A, I was like getting my, my first you know, sense of selling when I was helping to sell his merchandise at these flea markets. And then I also would get money at the end of my shift <laughs> to go shopping. So like for, you know, young, however old I was at the time, like eight to probably 12 was the time range. It was like a blast, you know what I mean? And so, so that's really what I think when I think about my trajectory, that was one of the first kind of things looking back, like he instilled in me this idea of, you know, making success your own, like going out there and getting after it. Um, and also learned what it was like to make money and feel good about it and like have money at a young age too. I love it. That is so inspirational, especially to see your parents in that position. That's my my hope for my children because I grew up opposite. My dad worked, you know, 90 hours. He was falling asleep at the table because he'd be up at four going to work. Very disciplined, though. I I learned how to be disciplined from my dad because he showed up no matter what. But living with entrepreneurial parents must have been so just such an amazing experience. I always say um, I have a drive and I always had a drive. You know, I, it, I guess it just came from deep inside me. I'm an only yeah. child. But me too, me too. Oh, you are? Yeah, I think that comes, I think that comes from like the independence streak for yes, sure. Yes. Yes. But I love that. It's it's just interesting to hear about, you know, how your dad was and you were watching him. And we have to remember that, that our children are always watching us. Absolutely. So it is, it's it's amazing. And whatever, um, well, let's okay, continue your journey. So yeah. at that point. Yeah. So then just to kind of fast forward, you know, um, grew up like you, you know, single, you know, only child. And um, I mean, honestly, I was kind of shy though. That's a funny thing. Like looking back, I was never going back to your, your first question about being introverted or extroverted. Um, I was always more shy. There, there actually a funny example. There was a time when I was younger where my aunt actually thought something was wrong with me because when I'd be at family functions, all my cousins were like crazy hyper and like running all over the place and like chasing each other. And I would literally be in the corner with my book and I loved my books. <laughs> like that is where I think I found my comfort. And still to this day, like books are my constant. Like I actually, I've learned this about myself. I get like emotionally attached to books. It's really interesting, right? Like you notice things, these things about yourself. And for me, like books have always just been such like a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. I remember being little and just like getting lost and, you know, like the great America books about all these, you know, like women, there were these stories about these young women and had all these crazy, interesting lives in different parts of the country. And so again, it's like, I bring up these things because sometimes when you look back, it's like, it's no wonder why today, like I lead women to become, you know, leaders. <laughs> it's because even at a young age, I was reading about all these inspiring stories of like these women across the, you know, across the world that had all these interesting backgrounds and I would just get lost in books. And so I was kind of like to myself, you know, for a lot of my childhood. And then in high school, I feel like that's where I really um, kind of like came into my own more. I, I actually was super involved in, in high school and did, you know, all of the clubs, was like vice president of, you know, student council and did cheerleading, homecoming princess, like all that stuff. And I think that's when my confidence like really started to grow, honestly. 
Um, and then what really took, I feel like the important pivotal moment for my career journey is when I was 18, I was a hostess at a, an Italian restaurant, again, one of my favorite foods. Um, and I was looking for another job though, because again, it was summertime and I liked to make money. I was already hostessing, but I was like wanting another way to make money. And so my mom came across this ad in the newspaper. And it was really like kind of very uh, elusive, <laughs> but it said something to the extent of like customer service, you know, makes $18 an hour, like call this number. So it turns out I go to the interview and it's for Cutco Cutlery, which I don't know if you've ever heard of before. We have because my daughter, I have a 21 year old and she did the same thing in high school. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so I was like, you know what, let's just give it a shot. Showed up to the interview, took the job. And that was honestly a turning point for me. I mean, when I was 18, realized that I was really good at sales, you know, real sales. And it was basically knocking on doors, you know, asking people for referrals and um, was selling knives, you know, at 18 years old. So who would have known? But, um, but anyways, that's really what I, when I think about, you know, catapulted just my career journey was really that experience. And it taught me so much about, um, again, going back to like the principle of like, you know, making your own money and like being an entrepreneur and, you know, learning how to deal with people, learning how to manage your schedule and um, it was life-changing. It really was. I agree because I watched myself in the same situation as you. The thing that changed my whole life was a network marketing company. It truly yeah. was. I didn't grow up. As I said, my parents just worked. My mom was in the school department. My dad had a job. I didn't really know about selling in all that whole entire industry at all. Mm-hmm. And I joined Mary Kay back way back in the day. And I, wow, that changed. My eyes were open to a whole world that changed me to this day, you know, from personal development, everything I learned about myself. So that cut go, I'm telling you, you guys have kids that are in high school, get them selling some cut go and learning a little bit about. And that's also when I was handed to your point, like my first personal development book was from, you know, my manager and it was the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Yeah. And that's I have what it. really, yeah, sparked then my whole personal development journey of like becoming obsessed with more of those types of books instead of reading about, you know, I still like my my, you know, my fiction books as well. But that's what really took off with me learning all about psychology. And I just became so fascinated with the human mind and motivation and how to be successful. And it never left. I mean, it's, right. it's still here today. It is because you you mentioned that you learned the psychology of sales and leadership. So wow. how does that all work together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what really served me well was, you know, then once I got into the working world, my first kind of career was a pharmaceutical rep. And so, you know, loved that. I was able to, once again, kind of use like my passion for interacting with people um, that's where I really started to learn about the different types of people you sell to. So like talking about psychology, um, part of it was part of what the company trained, but also some of it was just like what I'd been learning about, you know, every person, you don't sell to people the same way, like people are different. And so there's different personality styles. And I became educated in what's called disc training, which I do workshops on for companies. And so it just like, it, I felt like that was kind of another, again, just stepping stone for me. Um, and then that's when I went into entrepreneurship. So after being a few years in pharma, 
I made the transition to leave that industry because it was 09, which was like the height of the, no, I'm sorry, not when I left. When I left, it was like 2013, but it was still that industry was not doing so hot. <laughs> and so I ended up taking a voluntary exit program and doing something completely different. People thought I was nuts, like that I was completely crazy. They're like, you're leaving pharmacy pharmaceutical sales to do this franchise business that you make no money for six months or more building your business. Like, what are you doing? And I think it comes back to, you know, one of the underlying things that I teach, you know, all my clients and it's through all my programs, but I truly believe that I always have just known that I'm going to be okay. I'm going to figure it out. And you know what, like, I'll, I'll always be okay. Like I'm always going to have my own back. You know what I mean? And I think I it's so love. important entrepreneurship. Yes. I love everything you're saying right now because what I'm hearing you say is you had a belief so strong in yourself that no matter what was going to happen, this is what you were going to do. You believed that you could and you did. Just like that saying, you know, she believed she could and she did. But I think that's what most people get stuck on. They stop and they, the people, like you said, people were saying, well, why would you leave something so stable? You're making money to go do something that's so unknown. You don't even know if you'll make money. But I think for those listening right now that have a dream in their heart and, or just a passion that they want to fulfill, you have to have a strong enough belief system in yourself that no matter what happens, it's not going to be easy. It's never just rainbows and butterflies when you're trying something new. But when you believe that you can, you will do what you said you will do. So I love that you just took that step, the leap of faith in yourself and, yeah. and ran with it. So how also, was your business? Yeah. And also moved cross country with that wow. decision, which was wow. insane. So That's I sold everything transition. I owned. Yeah. Sold everything I owned in Chicago and then moved, just hopped on a plane with my cat, the same cat. <laughs> so hopped on a plane with my cat, shipped my clothes via US mail, would not suggest it. That was not a good situation. My clothes made it, but the boxes did not. Um, and so, yeah, I just, you know, it was kind of like this new identity, honestly, I was stepping into, which is so much of the work that I go into with a lot of my clients as well. And so, yeah, so to, to answer your question, the short, the short version is moved there, like found a roommate on Craigslist, you know, paid $700 a month in a place that I really had no idea where it was going to end up um, at first, but it all worked out. It all worked out. And I ended up, you know, building that business first year. I think I made 40 K second year, um, like 80 K and then it was like a hundred and then it was like, and then I made multi six figures with that business. So just, you know, perfect example of taking the leap and, you know, it was better than I could have even imagined. I want to go back for a second because I want, if those people, if, if we have people listening right now that are just starting out or maybe they're pivoting in something new or, you, you know, wanting to start their own business, I want to ask you to give them some advice. What were some of the first steps you took to start and to gain new clients? Because first of all, you're in a new industry for yourself. And second, mm -hmm. you moved across the country. So I know for me, I'm part of a network marketing company, you know, having people come in on my team and some of them look at me and they say, well, you already have a network. You already have this. That doesn't mean anything. You can start a business if you, again, believe that you can do it in yourself. So tell us, give us some steps that you took to start 
and how you gained new people and gained new customers and built it from the bottom. Yeah. So with that first business, um, because the VIP woman is my second business. And so with that first business, to your point, you know, I really did move to an area where I knew, I knew nobody, like literally not a soul. And so um, it really did take that, like, you know, I, I do, I do feel like sometimes when you don't know what you don't know, it can be a blessing. And so I I think that there's a part of that, like lean into, I actually think it's a good thing when you don't know what the heck you're doing a lot of times, because sometimes you don't put as much pressure on yourself. So that was kind of the case for me. I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose and I'm just going to go for it. I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, I literally have nothing to lose. I found my roommate on Craigslist. (laughs) I know I could always find another job if I have to, but let's just, let's go for it. Let's just figure this out. And so um, for me, you know, moving to another state, it really was really just getting out there and meeting people. So I just decided to immerse myself since I had no network, you know, I started to go to just any events I could that were like at that moment relevant to me as a person, you know, so whether it was like singles events or, you know, ladies in business. And I know it's a different world we live in right now, but there's still ways you can do that online, obviously to connect with like local people. And I feel like sometimes those are the best connections to like get things going for yourself when you're new to business. Um, you know, it's kind of like the saying, you know, your business isn't going to come just knocking on your door. Like you have to tell people what you're doing and like, you have to get the word out. And sometimes it's not um, clean and it's really messy and doesn't maybe make sense. (laughs) But but I just went out there and I just started like talking to a bunch of people, telling them about, you know, this franchise business I was building. And that's really what started my network in Austin. Wow. That's great. I mean, that's really the only way is if you don't take action, you're not going to build anything. So and take an action in anything, your health life, your relationships, nothing, everything will stay the same. So I love that you stepped out. You got yourself out there, started meeting people. And then again, back to what we were saying in the beginning is connections. I believe connections are the key to any business because doing it alone. Wow. I, I feel I, not that I wasted a lot of years, but I feel I could have been much further ahead. So Mm -hmm. I'm giving you guys a lesson learned on my part that connect with as many people as you can when you're building a business, when you're in business, especially entrepreneurship, because those connections might lead to something great. Yep. Yeah. And it compound too. It's like, and you never know who's going to know somebody. I mean, there's exactly. been so many times where, you know, I've gone out for lunch or I've had, you know, a zoom meeting with somebody and it was genuinely just to like, get to know that person. But it's like, you never know who that person knows. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just expanding your reach and your network by literally just genuinely wanting to get to know people. So exactly. I think that that's just a skill that, you know, any business owner or any just woman in business, if you get good at that, like you will be set. I mean, mm-hmm. Like you said, like connections to me, I, I always think of the saying like connections are currency. And so, you know, doing it alone, which for some type A woman and sing in like only children can sometimes feel like that's what we want to do. But then we realize really quick that there's like no way that that's going to get us very far. Exactly. So tell us about where did you come up with the VIP woman and tell yes. us a little bit about what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So basically about two years ago. So with the franchise I just described to you, you know, I was running that successfully, making great income, you know, was in this entrepreneurial space, loved what I was doing. I was also coaching others to do the same. So like was coaching women and men to run their own franchise businesses. 
And so I just realized I had this knack for coaching and like the psychology of what goes into building a business successfully. And I was doing it successfully with people, no matter what walks of life they were, they were from, you know, I mean, I was coaching people that were, you know, 40 years older than me in males, or I was coaching, you know, the new college grad. And so um, basically there came a point where it was a combination of two things. It was a me realizing how much I really loved coaching and loved helping, you know, people build businesses. But then it also came off of just what I was experiencing in the role. Um, again, I was, you know, not only running businesses, but I was also kind of on the corporate side because I was training and leading. So I also had this corporate hat on. And I realized that like the more successful I got, it actually got lonelier. Like the more I moved up within this franchise corporation and I felt like the less support I had. You know, and so that's when I really started to heavily, I mean, I'd already been doing personal development work and investing in coaches for years prior to that. But I was like, you know what, like, there's no reason why I can't be this person for others. You know what I mean? And I know that there's women out there that feel like they don't have the level, level of support that they really need, whether being an entrepreneur or being a leader within their company. And so I still remember the day, like I was sitting there on my computer, just a random day. And I... I know you, you know, have like a faith, you know, background and belief. And like, I believe it was a divine download, like literally wasn't even thinking of anything. And the name just popped into my head and it was like the VIP woman. And I was like, and I still get like goosebumps when I think, because I was like, oh my God, like, that's it. Like, that's like the name of what I'm supposed to create. And at the time I was really like not attached to what I was even creating, but I was like, I know I want to coach woman. I know I want to create a platform of some shape or size. <laughs> so, um, so again, just like I learned before, I just took messy action. And I was like, well, I have my name, like this is going to be my brand. Didn't even know I was looking for a brand, but it just, again, it just kind of like popped into my mind. So went and bought the website, you know, put up my social media page. It, I was amazed that it was available as a website and on Instagram, like the VIP woman. I just was like, how is this not already taken? you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's really, it's really just evolved since then. So, but, you know, again, that's the passion behind why I started it, but really, I love, you know, really showing women the leader that they're really designed to be. And I really believe at my core that every woman is born to lead. And that's been one of like the greatest gifts with this business is just really coaching women to understand that and really learn how to show up, you know, as that leader, whether it's in their business or in their company, you know, if they're in a leadership position, and to just understand, you know, the psychology of what it means to like step into that identity. What are some steps that you give them to take to show them how to get into that position? Yeah, well, so, and, and ironically, again, like it ended up being the three pillars of my company based off of VIP. So the process that I take women through and they can, um, and they can actually, even if they visited my website, they can easily get the framework and kind of walk themselves through it. But it's a framework called vision impact purpose, which, you know, are the three pillars of my company. And so um, each layer is like a deeper layer of really kind of like unraveling their maybe old identity of what they, you know, are, want to leave behind and what they're ready to step into and um, it's kind of like a ripple effect. You know, we start from within and really start identifying like, okay, who is this, you know, woman that you really are designed and destined to be? How do we get there? And then the, um, the impact and purpose part, that's all about how it starts to bleed out, you know, to your family, to your friends, to your organization. And that's really where I see women start to understand 
um, the impact of really like what they're here to do, you know, and to just, it goes back to what you shared actually about Mary Kay. Um, and I feel like I even think like yesterday I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends and it is once you have that like moment where your mind is opened up to possibilities, it's like a complete game changer. And that's one of the things that I see shift so often with my clients. It's like, they've been going down maybe this one path or one route. Not that it's been a bad path, but they just didn't know that there's like this whole nother like realm of success that they could tap into. And that's what's super exciting when you see those shifts happen and they really embody, you know, being the VIP version of who they were designed to be. Oh my gosh. I love that. It is such a beautiful thing to watch a woman go from one point with maybe low confidence or no confidence or in taking them to that next level and watching their confidence grow and watching them again, develop into a VIP woman. I mean, it's amazing because in my business, I'm more health and fitness, but it's the same thing. They start here and then they start climbing up that ladder and they evolve into a whole different person sometimes. And it's truly so fulfilling for me to watch that transformation. I'm sure it's the same for you to see a woman transform and find her self-worth and know she can do this and give her the courage to keep going. It's just such a beautiful thing. I love it. I love what you're doing. Like the courage behind it. Like think what I've learned from my own mentors. And then even just, you know, now being on the other side where I mentor others, it's sometimes we just need that person to believe in us. You know what I mean? Because we all have it within us, but sometimes we, we genuinely do just need that person to believe in us and to like see our potential and to shine that light on us. And I think that that's where, you know, coaching and mentoring. And like you said, like we coach on completely different things, but at the end of the day, like we're like bringing up the same parts of, you know, the, in, the inner stuff. Um, and that's where the transformation really happens. Absolutely. I just told a client this morning, coaching is a game changer. I mean, I'm talking, you guys, if you've never hired a coach for anything, there's a coach for everything. And the reason why they are in the position they're in is because they've walked the road that you want to walk and they're going to hopefully give you the fat, fastest version, you know, fastest path for you to get there because they took the long path. I was just saying, I believe in coaching, investing in yourself so, so much because you gain so much back more than you can even imagine. You can't even spend enough money on coaching. I really, truly believe that. And it is just so true. I think people, um, they're afraid to invest in themselves Mm-hmm. At times, they don't want to spend money, but yet they're in the same spot in their health, their fitness, their personal development, what they believe about themselves. Nothing changes. So it's so true. Coaching is a game changer. That's the bottom yeah, line. There, there was one point where I had like five different coaches for five different areas of my life. I was like, I almost felt like it was my board of directors when I was first starting my company. You know, I had my spiritual, I had my business coach, I had my fitness coach. I mean, it was like literally a board of directors, but, um, but that's why I think, you know, they always say, you know, the best coaches we do, like we believe in it so much. Like, you know, we have our own coaches too. Like we, exactly. we've already seen the impact of it and we're still, we're still, you know, hiring people to help us get to that next level. So like, it's also this token of you never like, like there's always another level of 
you know, I know that's why I love like kind of your theme of the climb, you know, like there's always another level of transformation. I don't even like to say, you know, cause it's not so much about just striving to strive. I think that that's where some people get the idea wrong. It's not that you can't like be grateful and be, you know, happy and thankful in the moment, but there's always like another level of development and transformation that's available for you if you want it. You know what I mean? And that's why to me, like the work never ends. Like I'll always have a coach in some area of my life that changes what area, but there's always going to be somebody in my corner that I believe is pushing me to that next level, because let's just be honest as humans, like we're just, we're, we're really not wired to just like do it alone. <laughs> so Agreed. it's just science. Um, so and we are, we are a work in progress always. And what I've been saying lately, because I heard this from my Peloton instructor and I love it. And I say it now all the time that we are in the business. I am in the business of helping my clients turn ceilings into floors. So we don't stop at the ceiling. We smash that ceiling and we keep climbing to that next up that next flight of stairs to the next floor. And they never stop. Those floors are going to keep on going. So I that's love like, it. How Where boring would that be? Let's be honest. Like, how boring would that be? If right. We, like, we got there and then we arrived. I mean, I think that's what some people forget. Like, mm-hmm. the journey, like, in the climb, as you call it, is like, that's that's what, like, life is about. You know what I mean? Because if we all just felt like we, like, could work for a little bit and then just get there. I mean, at least for me, that's a pretty, like, boring way to live. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. so I, I love, like, your, your message behind that. Oh, thanks so much. Well, I, 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 even though we just met, we are definitely on the same page in the same path right now. So it's great. And all right. Well, I am just so happy that you were here today. So much wisdom that you gave us. I love what you're doing for people. Do you, so the VIP woman, obviously it's women only. And where can they find that? Where can people yeah, reach out the easiest to you? way is Instagram. So, you know, finding me there and then connecting with me is the easiest way. So it's just the VIP woman singular. So W O M A N on Instagram. And um, I have a private Facebook community that people can get the link to on there. So if they're wanting to just kind of get into my world, that's the easiest way to do it is to also become a member of my free Facebook community, the VIP woman collective. Perfect. So One last question that I always end with is what are you climbing towards next? And that can be in your personal life or your business. Yeah. Oh, I love that question. So what am I climbing towards next? Like to me at this point, it's, you know, really just understanding like what is that next level identity of myself that I'm really stepping into and who do I get to become next? You know, it's really for me, um, where I'm at right now, because I've, you know, just like many people, this last year was a big year of reinvention for myself too. You know what I mean? And so I already know that the next evolution of my business, like it requires me to show up, you know, in a bigger and and different way than, than what's worked in the past. Right. So for me, I think like just keeping, like keeping the learning about myself, unraveling more, the continuous learning is really like where I'm at right now. And to be honest, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to see kind of what's next. I love it. That's that's half of it. You have to be excited. If you're yeah. not, you're going to stay stagnant. So. And be curious, you know, exactly. and be curious. So I think that's like one of my core words is being curious. And I'm going to add one and be open to opportunities. So mm-hmm. I think we have to stay back to that introvert thing. We have to be open to exploring different things. 
so we can see what's out there and what the possibilities are. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm excited for my people to get to know you and I can't wait to see what you do next. So thank you so much again. And to all of you guys listening, thank you all so much for tuning in today. If you did love this episode, please screenshot it, tag us both so more people can hear our message about staying addicted to the climb. Have a great week, you guys. I'll see you guys next Monday. Tune in every Monday. And until next week, make sure you guys keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.